This is Grown Up With Kids, the parenting and marriage podcast that gives a weekly dose of encouragement, wisdom, and humor for people trying their best to live, love, and laugh more with their families. Thanks for joining us. Hey, hey, today we're talking about how to find great babysitters. We discuss how to set the babysitter and your kids up for success. Also, how to avoid coming home to find your floor covered in mini marshmallows. Hey, Smith, do you practice that in front of the mirror, like in the bathroom all by yourself? Every morning. (laughs) Don't act like you don't walk in on me every morning. Practicing that? Practicing that. (laughs) Like slicking your hair back with water and stuff? Yes. You're awesome. Just real nervous, twitching. (laughs) Maybe no, this is right. No, no, no. Maybe let's try this. (laughs) I think if we're really honest with ourselves, like all of us, listeners included, we would all admit that there is still a middle schooler inside of each of us that is like awkward and like practicing in front of the mirror when we have to talk to someone who's important. Or. That's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm in middle school every other day at some point. <laughs> really? Yeah. Just like awkward and like yeah. I'm get left out. Yeah. Worried we're going to be left out. Always. Always. Uh, how was your week? Oh, it was not great. <laughs> Was that the wrong thing to say? Oh, my gosh. We're sad, state of affairs. Uh, last week, we state, cried. State of affairs? State of affairs. Oh, okay. State of affairs. <laughs> uh, last week, I cried on air. That's cool. Um, yeah. Sometimes you have to. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it was, a, it was a fine week, but it wasn't great. I felt down and sad and tired. I think um, it was, like, stressful few things going on with the family, a few things going on with each of our work, and it was uh, daylight savings, and so we were tired, and I had a presentation at 7 a.m. one day, <laughs> early in the week, and so that's no good. I didn't sleep great. <laughs> you and I are no good in the morning. Uh, no, and if I'm either hungry or tired, I'm just a mess. Yeah, except for you don't admit it until after you've eaten, and you're like, oh, I think I was hungry. Sorry, I was grumpy. Or after you've slept, and you're like, oh, I was just tired. Yeah. So when I'm hungry, I get really mean. (laughs) When I'm tired, I get really sad. Yeah. Yep. So that's how I felt this week was sad. Sad and just a little bit angry because (laughs) you were hungry sometimes. Yeah, that was – I think that daylight savings wreaks havoc on a family. I wish it wasn't there. It's tough. Yeah, that should be our life mission. Get rid of daylight savings time. (laughs) I remember when we had um, our first child and daylight savings time – hit us and before you have kids you sort of are like oh it's no big deal you know like it's a little inconvenient but you think it's a big inconvenience until you have children and then you realize the pure hell on earth that daylight savings time can be because they wake up at the same time no matter what they don't care if anybody saved daylight (laughs) they just get up whenever they want (laughs) they do not care about save daylight no not at all uh how was your week it was pretty good we um it you know we struggled with some tiredness, so felt a little down, and when two out of two of us are down, it feels like it's a little rough. That's almost the maximum number of us <laughs> almost, that can feel down. Almost. So it affects our family a little bit. I am feeling a little better today. We had the opportunity this week to speak um, at a dinner, which was really fun, about family and like raising a family, what it's like to be married um, in this culture, and... Um, talk a little bit about 
like on the front end, the things that we put into place in order to sort of formulate what we're doing today. And um, it was really fun. And I think the the funny part is that um, speaking on a podcast is great because there's no expectation that your jokes are going to land. Like, I don't know if if the listeners are laughing or not. I'm assuming they are. They're just dying of laughter. They pause it, go back, (laughs) replay the jokes. It's so good. I'm assuming that they're like messing with their volume because I'm such a loud laugher. It's so frustrating. So that's one side of the coin. And then the other is when you're in live, like real conversation, you can tell if your jokes are landing because you're in person and you can read the room pretty well or feel the vibe. And you can hear them laugh because they're not on mute. Right, right. You don't know if they're just... So when you're on a Zoom call speaking to a Zoom audience who's all on mute, it's hard to say if they're just like smiling because they're smiling or because they think you're funny or because they're resonating with what you said. So Did did you find yourself scanning all the pictures to see if anyone was laughing whenever you told a joke? Because I totally do that. No, here's the truth about Zoom and Rachel. You just stare at yourself. I do. Oh, Uh, yeah. There's like science around that. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And And I'm flipping my hair around and like I'm always like messing around with my hair or like trying to figure out the right hand position on my face or like should I show my hands because I think that that gains trust for my audience, but then I'm like preoccupied with my own hands, like like wiggling. (laughs) Are your hands exceptionally trustworthy? Yes. Did you know that that's proven, that if you show your hands while you're speaking, you prove yourself to be more trustworthy or people perceive you as more trustworthy? I didn't know that. I did know that if if you show people the palm of your hands, that that makes them uh, more comfortable with you. And it's probably like biologically because um, if I can see the palm of your hands, then you're not uh, holding a weapon. Well, there is that, yes. And uh, (laughs) anyway, so... Uh, yeah, but there is science around, uh, I, I read somewhere that if you turn off, like your, not turn off your camera, but turn off the ability to see your own camera, that people actually focus better in meetings because they're not distracted by themselves. I believe it. I, yeah, I think that would have served me well on Wednesday night yeah. or whatever night we did that. So most of the audience was college-aged, and yeah. so I went from being tired and hangry to just feeling old. <laughs> <laughs> like, Why literally, is that? Well... Literally, one of them was talking about uh, an old movie that they really liked. Yeah. And that movie came out when I was like 20 <laughs> or 25 like or 18. whatever. <laughs> no, it was uh, older than 18. Really? It was so sad. Well, and they talked about it in a way that was like, okay, are you a history buff cause, yeah. or a movie buff? Because you may not know this. You yeah. may never have heard of this movie. And you were like, it was oh like my one God. Of the most famous movies <laughs> of my young adulthood. It was, yeah, it was really funny. It was really funny. So I'm old. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're not that old. You're not that old. Not that old. Okay, so here's what makes me feel old. And this um, segues, brings us, segues? It brings us into our topic today. So when the people who babysat your children mm, have, um, children. have children, you're old. Or when you realize the children that you babysat when you were younger are now in college or having their own children, that's a terrible feeling as well. Yeah. Terrible. When we met, or shortly after we met, when we were dating, you were like a nanny for a summer, right? Yeah. And those kids are now in high school and college. Is that what we At estimated? Least, yeah. Yeah. That feels weird. Yeah. 
Absolutely. That's a weird feeling. So today we're talking about babysitters. Um, one of the struggles of having young kids is that you have to find a blessed babysitter if you don't have family in town. And even if you do, you don't want to access your family all the time. Um, but finding a babysitter can sometimes be trying, to say the least. I feel like this podcast episode is somewhat aspirational. Why is that? Like, we're at the tail end of a pandemic, and I feel like we're sort of like, let's talk about something we're all going to be able to do again. <laughs> exactly. After a year of not being able to do this. Exactly. In most cases. <laughs> like, hey, there's going to be a day, hopefully not too far off, when you can go on a date with your spouse yeah. and have a babysitter and not have to worry about it. Yes. Oh. I mean, other than the normal stuff you worry about. Right, right. So, exactly. I think that we're we're hopeful for the next year. I am, at least. That's... I'm hopeful for, like, July. Yeah, me too. June, I'm, July, being nor- semi-normal. I am too. I'm really hopeful. I don't care if I have to wear a mask. I mean, I'm starting to realize I look all right in a mask, you know? I don't have to put makeup on the bottom half of my face. It's awesome. I get a kick when people, this was on, we watched a little bit of the Grammys, and people, you know, they obviously were doing this because it was, like, red carpet style, but uh, I saw someone, like, a normal person that we have a relationship with recently who had a mask that matched their blouse or their dress. Man. And I think that's fantastic. But I also wonder, do you have like 10 of those? Like for 10 different outfits? Yeah, absolutely. You don't have any. No, I I know. (laughs) I'm just saying that like it's a ton of effort. I love it. I don't have any because pretty much my, the color I wear is black. And so I have black masks because that's all I wear. Yeah. You know, but I do love that. I think it's a great, um, a great new style. Someone was making fun of you and I, you and me, either way. Us uh, recently because they're like, oh, you're matching. And I was like, no, we just both wear black all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So today we're talking about babysitters. Let's talk about some of our past experiences when we have hired babysitters. You start. Uh, so the one I remember the most from when our kids were really little is we came, we went out to eat, we came home, uh, everything was fine, kids were asleep person left and we found like those little marshmallows that kind of put in like hot cocoa (laughs) all over our living room for like three days (laughs) like they were were, under the couch in the cushions they were everywhere they were everywhere we were like what happened here what happened yes (laughs) like how do you eat and or spill that many little mini marshmallows in a three-hour period Right, and so the thing is that our kids at that time were maybe two and a baby. And so when I think of, like, marshmallows being all over the house, it might be, like, a really fun family affair where you have a marshmallow fight. Like, that's super fun. Which or you should not do at someone else's house. You should do in someone, ha- someone else's house. And it's a two-year-old and a baby, so they likely were in bed by 6.30 or 7. Like... There's no reason there should have been that many marshmallows around. Yeah. The other weird thing was that she brought her daughter, and that wasn't expected. Anyway, it was a weird situation. She didn't come back. <laughs> Needless to say. Okay, so the other one that I can think of is um, there was somebody who apparently used our laptop, and we wouldn't have known except for they left their credit card in our laptop. Yeah. So we found the credit card the next day, like when we opened our computer. So the credit card was in there, and it opened up to some weird, like, site. So so, so this babysitter was doing online shopping yeah. on our computer? Is that what we think happened? Yes. Yeah. Did we not password protect our computer? I don't... I'm sure we... No. We probably were so <laughs> dumb. I mean, honestly, yeah. like, just like... Yeah. 
Anyway, so that was a babysitting experience. What's Here, another one? Here's the thing that I don't miss right now about babysitters. Um, so there was a time in our life where we didn't really live that close to any of our babysitters. It was like a good 10 to 20 minute drive, depending on which one. And a number of them were either middle school or like early high school. Yeah. And that meant I had to pick them up. <laughs> no, often they got dropped off and then I would go drive them home. Yeah. And a couple of things here. <laughs> yeah. One, I don't want to hang out with any middle schooler or high schooler <laughs> that I'm not related to. Especially a girl. And so, yeah, I have to have these awkward drives for 15 minutes. And I remember there's one babysitter who wouldn't say a word the whole time. Oh like, so I'd be asking questions because I felt like silence was just super weird. Yeah. And there was one who didn't stop talking the entire time. <laughs> and that also was less awkward, but still felt awkward. These were really sweet oh, they were babysitters. Great. Yeah. So sweet. But and just... they're lovely adult, young adults now, like the whole deal. But it just was like the awkwardest 15 or 20 minutes of my life. Yeah. And I'm doing it at the end of like us having a date and the whole deal. And like, now I have to have a conversation with a 14-year-old. <laughs> I don't know. Or I have to listen to a 14-year-old tell me about everything they're doing in their life. So Uh. there's that piece. And then I think that age, you could probably know know better than I do, but like 14 to 16 is when like girls like start trying like makeup and like perfume and all this stuff. And there were definitely a couple drives where the whole minivan, not just a car, (laughs) the minivan is just like emanating (laughs) with this like young, childish kind of smelling perfume like to a point where you get a headache i remember driving when a babysitter home and being like oh my gosh i almost feel like i'm gonna puke (laughs) do i crack a window it's freezing outside but what do i do to save myself yeah and um this all like predated me too stuff um and i'm not making light of that at all but i always felt really awkward because you had like bad experiences with some fathers right. who were just inappropriate. Right. Um, I don't think to just the point like of abuse, but just to, like awkwardness you know. or whatever, causing yeah. awkwardness for you. And I was like, I don't want ever to be the bunch, you know, the, the person who's in a story about like, oh, this guy was so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but the things those but, guys did was a lot worse than yeah, just like, like they, being I was, weird. Yeah. I was 18 and they were trying to ask me out weird, like ask, ask me to a a Star Trek showing. <laughs> I said no, thank you. <laughs> Both because you didn't want to hang out with a forty-five-year-old, well, exactly. and because you don't like. Star I was Trek. just, I was just gonna say that on the other side of the coin is the babysitter. I was that babysitter who was driven home when I was young. Yeah, and being was it awkward for you. Absolutely, okay. absolutely, and like you don't know, like should I talk to this old dude, like. He's kind of strange. He seems drunk. I'm not sure. Like, yeah. just, I mean, the whole thing is awkward. So, um, and another thing. Here's another one. That, <laughs> and another thing. And another thing. thing. Um, that's what we should name our podcast. So, <laughs> and another thing. Um, we had one babysitter that literally was on the second floor watching TV and hanging out when we got home. And so... I think a normal and courteous thing to do, or what I did when I was young, if I was on a different level or if I was in a different room, I would get up and I would go and say, hey, you know, good to see you. We would meet in the kitchen and then I'd wait for my ride home or whatever. She just sat there and texted me from the couch upstairs. It was like, hey, I'm upstairs. (laughs) I was like, Great. I'm going to bed. Get out of my house. What are we doing? I don't understand 
are we so socially inept that we can't like yeah. get our butts off the couch and just come and say hello? So those were a few situations. The things that um, stand out to me with babysitters are I always felt frustrated. Like if there was something weird, those are some outliers. Like we've had a lot of babysitters because we don't live in town with any family. Um, so we had to rely on um, paying people. One of the things that was the most frustrating is when we come home and like the macaroni and cheese would be like gooed onto the stove and like onto yeah. plates and they'd all like the house would just be a wreck. Like they didn't even bother to pick up toys and they're just like hanging out on the couch eating ice cream, you know? <laughs> so or marshmallows apparently. Or apparently marshmallows. So things like that where like I just realized that I needed to offer more guidance. And that's what we're talking about today is um, like the first thing we wanted to say was you should go on dates. Like taking care of your marriage and paying somebody to come into your home and take care of your children if you don't have family around or whatever is a good thing. The other yeah. thing that we did for a while was we figured out a swap with some friends who had kids this, a similar age as ours. And so every other week we would swap houses. And the rule was the kids had to be in bed and we would literally just go sit at each other's houses. And it was great. So you and I would have like an evening where you and I would like sit on a couch. One of us would sit on a couch in a friend's house. One of us would sit on the couch here, but it would give us some time alone. We could read or write or whatever. Well, the double win there is once a week, once every other week, we'd get to go on a date. But then for you as a mom of small children at that point, I was delighted to go sit on someone else's couch and just veg out and not have to think about doing my own laundry. Right, because you didn't feel any pressure to like clean their house or do anything, which you would feel if you were sitting on our couch. Yep, exactly. So that was a really good situation. So that's our first point, encouraging parents to start going out, hiring people, swapping, figuring out a way that you can um, get dates, take care of your marriage. The second thing that I wanted to talk about is um, how to have a babysitter, like I just remember like entering the babysitter world and being like, how does this even work? Like, how do I hire a babysitter? So that's the first question. How do I hire a babysitter? And I would always say referrals. Um, There are nanny agencies and babysitting agencies that are really great and they do all the background checks. But I always found that like someone in your neighborhood that could offer um, a referral or that was referred to you was really, really helpful because you kind of knew what you were getting. Here's the dirty little secret you're not going to say on the mic is when you get a really good babysitter, you, you don't refi- tell anyone. You don't tell anyone. Not a soul. You just say, oh, I don't know who babysat. And I you forgot. Pray, you pray that girl never goes to prom because <laughs> you need her. <laughs> That's so terrible, but you know. So- yeah, it is terrible. Um, but I know you mean. And I like, do, you don't want them to be too popular that they you can never book them again. Yes, exactly, because you love them. You love them. <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah, so, um, finding that babysitter is really helpful. We always, I do think that we've we've talked about babysitters as females, but as a family of having all boys, we have had tremendous success with having male babysitters. Yeah. Um, because I think sometimes we'd come home after a female babysitter has been here and she'd be like shaking and twitching. Um, it's well, not that bad, but there we, is just... We did have one that I can think of and you might be able to think of others, male babysitter who was just awesome because he would just like walk in and do... Ner- like he was ready to wrestle and do Nerf guns and it was just an opportunity for our young boys just to get a ton of energy out Yeah, and then fall asleep. Yep, exactly. And he was he was fantastic at taking them outside to jump on the trampoline and he'd get on there with them and then he'd let them tackle him and yeah. it was it was great. So 
I just want to say that like male babysitters are absolutely super fun, especially for a house full of boys. It's like the most exciting part of their week. Um, I do actually remember from my childhood, we had a male babysitter, as far as I know, just once, and I hated him. Oh, really? Yeah, just want to go on the record. He probably didn't wrestle or like hang out and do cool stuff. Um, I don't remember. I just remember not liking him. It might have been because I was at the stage where I had a crush on my female babysitter. Oh, and so there my is heart, that. My heart might have been broken <laughs> that he was trying to take her spot. That reminds me of that song by Dar Williams that's like, the babysitter's here. Yeah. The babysitter's here. We'll have to post that. That's super I cute. I love that song. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. Um, the second thing I wanted is, so using referrals. <laughs> you've, you've made three or four points. Where I'm like, it's the first thing. <laughs> and they're all the first thing you wanted to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so I guess this is my second thing. <laughs> no, no. It's like your fifth thing. Okay. Here's what I want to say is that um, what I've learned really, really quickly after having marshmallows thrown around our house, after having dishes, like, to kingdom come and back all over the house, I don't know what happens when we're gone. I care and I don't care. But when I come home, the last thing I'm going to do is scrub a pot of dried, gross food. So setting expectations, um, what I learned is that like writing down the expectations is really helpful. So, you know, like I think that all of the mom books and like the advice that we receive as moms or dads goes into like, here's the first aid supply you need to have. Here are all the documents you need to have on hand for babysitter if there's an emergency. Those are all super important. Nobody tells you about the social cues about all of how this all works. Right. So one of the social cues that I found was necessary to have written expectations. So you go through and you say, Hey, here's kind of a schedule for what our evening should look like, like for the kids so that they stay sane. Here's when they should eat. Cause sometimes I'd find out that our kids wouldn't eat until like eight 30 and they were trying to go to bed. And so letting them know, like remembering this is probably someone who doesn't have children who is watching your children. And it's someone who may be like CPR certified, but they certainly don't understand what it's like to have like a norm. They may be a college student and they eat cereal for dinner and that is normal to them. So letting them know like here, you know, each child needs a fruit and a vegetable and a protein, like basics, you know, but writing that down and saying that should happen at about 530 or six o'clock. Here's what should happen at 630. Um, Clean up time for everybody, children included, if they're old enough should be, you know, at this time. And here's bedtime. Here's what the routine looks like. Here's the one child who, like, needs something crazy at bed. You know, like, he needs his water in a certain cup or whatever. That's what this, that's what, like, give those directions. Well, and that reminds me that kids, as you might be surprised to know, can be very particular. (laughs) And so making sure you explain and think through all the particulars, particularities that are going to come up because we had a child (laughs) when he was young who every night he had a special blanket and the blanket had to be placed on him but it had to be done in a certain way where you said (laughs) literally I don't even know how to explain this you would take it almost like uh, they do in the movies like a parachute or something a parachute or uh, you're doing a picnic blanket (laughs) and it would land on him while you were going and there was one time that early on where we didn't tell the babysitter this and they got to bedtime and (laughs) The babysitter's like, okay, good night. Give him a hug, whatever. And he's like, no, ah, da, 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 ah, da, da, da. <laughs> and like, the babysitter's like, I do not know what ah, da, da, da means. <laughs> and she's 
like, show me. And he's like, no, Atata. So I remember there was like a year or two there where we, every time it's like, okay, hey, let me tell you what Atata means. Yeah, exactly. Then like light preferences. So one of our kids likes the lights all the way on. One of our kids likes the lights all the way off. And one of our kids likes a hall light, but no lights in his room. And so like letting the babysitter know. Are we weird that way? super, I don't know. I feel like there's so many things where we're like the three little bears where it's like one's one extreme, one's the other, and one's somewhere in the middle. Yes, I think so too. So letting the babysitter know that is, I think, setting them up for success so that they feel like they might want to come back. Yeah. And just one other small thing about this is like if you set the expectation around cleaning up and it's reasonable, like they'll actually do it. But I think a lot of babysitters are just like, well, you didn't ask me to clean up. I'm not going to do gonna it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I made the mac and cheese and now we're going to let it sit here. Did you ever, because you usually paid the babysitters, did you ever run into like awkwardness around like, oh, we didn't talk about how much? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I don't know what the going rate currently is. I would imagine it's higher than what we were paying. Narrator voice. Stay tuned for the stat of the week. Ooh, super helpful. That's going to be helpful information. I always wondered what to pay a babysitter. Uh I never knew. Um, I've always, I don't know why I would be intimidated by a 15-year-old child, (laughs) but I was. And so I wouldn't really like ask. I wouldn't be like, or I would say, hey, what do you, what do you usually charge? And they'd be like, oh, whatever it works for you. And you're like, well, crap, that's not what I'm looking for. Really good negotiating skill. Oh, seriously. You, you and, they don't even, and they don't even know it. That's the book that should be written, Negotiate Like a Middle Schooler. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so typically I think we landed in the like $12 range or like we would do $12 and then for each additional kid we'd add a dollar or something like that. So there was one babysitter that out of politeness just said, oh, she was new. So I said, what do you typically get paid? And she was like, 25 an hour. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> We should have <laughs> talked about this four hours ago. Yes, and she was more mature. Like, She definitely was an adult and definitely did a great job. And so I was like, oh, okay. And at that point, I'm like, well, I just got suckered into paying $25 an hour yeah. and you didn't even do my dishes because I didn't write instructions <laughs> down because I thought you were an adult. But but there were zero <laughs> marshmallows on the floor. There were no marshmallows. <laughs> and the kids were happy, and that was great. But yeah. anyway, so talking about money, setting those expectations is good on the front end also. How that conversation is sort of scripted out for me in the past was like at the beginning of the night saying, hey, you know, here's what I typically charge. Is that okay with you? And usually they'll say yes. Um, if they don't, say, oh, okay, take what they charge, and then cut your night shorter <laughs> or, yeah, at least know what you're getting into yeah or do that conversation on the phone yeah. but um that's usually how i phrase it all right so i think the last thing or maybe this is the first point who knows <laughs> <laughs> the last thing we wanted to talk about was how we sort of use loosened boundaries to make the night run more smoothly while we're gone yes um i think that one thing that is helpful at least from the babysitter's perspective, was when the parents set me up to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so when I was a teenager and babysitting, I would go to this house, and the only time these kids would watch a movie was when a babysitter came, which was awesome for me because, one, they're not used to watching movies a ton, so it was exciting to see me. And, two, it was a movie, so I could just hang out. Like, I didn't have to do a ton, but I still was attentive, and, um, and they liked me, and I felt like a hero. So you're saying it was a bad idea for me to make the babysitters do our kids' science projects with them <laughs> i'm not saying that <laughs> can you because teach that, can you teach you our fifth grader trigonometry <laughs> seriously yeah you would have been 
because I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> no, we suck at science. A child came to me today and asked for help with a seed he's trying to grow for a school project. <laughs> and I was like, no, go talk to your mother. I kill everything. <laughs> Every point. We are really fortunate that our kids are still alive. Um, no, no, I've never killed a human. <laughs> and as far as I know, I I've never imply. killed an animal. I didn't want to imply that you're murder. I have a brown thumb that okay. murders plants. <laughs> That's true. You're a murderer of plants. <laughs> Name that movie. It's uh, Murderer of Love. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> Dan in real life. Yes, Thank you. Best movie ever. <laughs> the babysitter's here. Oh, uh, so, okay. So what this looked like in our family was, um, so we would never have chicken nuggets as a family. And that was like a special thing for the babysitter. So when babysitters would come, they'd always have chicken nuggets. It was easy and it was expected. So that set our kids up as well to know the expectations like, oh, we, we will have chicken nuggets. This, this is, is fun. normal and fun. Um, the other thing was that we would we didn't do a lot of screen time when our kids were little, and so a movie... Um, yeah, I think you're giving us a little too much credit. <laughs> yeah. We did screen time. No, I would say that we were not... I know. I'm teasing you. I know. It's like a guilt pa- thing I can't for really me. remember before the pandemic, but I feel like it's <laughs> gone can't. up. <laughs> it's, it's gone up a the little. The usage of the screen has gone up a little. Yeah, a lot. So yes, we used to use would, a movie, um, especially absolutely. with a less experienced babysitter. We would, you know, try to um, let yeah. them use a movie. But for more experienced babysitters, we really wanted them to play. So we would, uh, like, I would often say, "Here's some really fun games that the kids love that you yeah. could go do." And sometimes I would do the games that I hated. Candyland. So, <laughs> yes. I think we did a whole episode yes. of how we hate Candyland. Or but. like this stupid whip around tag game that I used to play with the kids, and yeah. I hated it. So I would tell the babysitter, they this love this. This is a great this. game. You're going to be a hero if you yeah. play this. And one simple uh, like little bonus for the kids was we would usually sort of push the bedtime back 15, 30 minutes, when they're, especially when they're young. That feels like forever. Like, oh, yeah, you get to start the movie at 7. You get to right. go to bed at 8.30 or whatever it was. Um, exactly. So those little things or, you know, after they do whatever, they get a dessert and here's some, like setting them up with some good desserts Yeah. maybe we aren't as normal. Exactly. Exactly. So being a family that like the babysitters like also, you know, yeah, trying to like be um, pretty laid back, setting expectations so you know exactly what to do, having some good treats in the house for the babysitter is helpful. Hiding your alcohol is good. I'm just kidding. No, Um, that's good. It is good. (laughs) But setting those expectations like, hey, no one should be invited into our house while we're away. Some basic things like that. Those are sort of socially normal things that I would think of that that would happen, but that's not true for everyone because apparently someone felt like they were allowed to bring their daughter. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> I, which, uh, yeah. Go, By the way, that? is okay as if you call ahead of time and be like, hey, I don't have yeah. a place for my daughter. Can she come? And be like, sweet. Yeah. Like, my kids would love to play. That's super. Does but, she have any online shopping to do? <laughs> <laughs> how strong is her perfume? <laughs> do we have to hang out with her? And how strong is her marshmallow game? <laughs> And does she talk a lot or not at all? Exactly. I feel like that's all the problems or challenges we had rolled into one. Exactly. Before we go, um, our boys, two of them at least, got into like a real Calvin and Hobbes stage at different times in their lives where they read a ton of Calvin and Hobbes uh, comics, which I don't think they even got. But Yeah. And there's a whole thread uh, storyline of him and his babysitter, and he would like lock her out and do these terrible things. Did you ever in your babysitting days, have, like, a really difficult yep. child? Yep. I had two boys. 
who locked me out of the house. They did not. They did. How old were they? I had to go to a neighbor and call my mom. This is pre-cell phone. Yeah, yeah, pre-cell phone. I couldn't drive. I was maybe 15. The the boys were probably like 10. They were just on the edge of not needing babysitters. So I'm thinking they were maybe like 10 and 8 or something like that, and they locked me out. They were holy terrors. And what penitentiary do you think they're in right now? (laughs) I know. (laughs) God bless that penitentiary. (laughs) (laughs) So that was one of my tougher experiences as the babysitter. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. It was a perfect yep. lead-in, but well, I was and the trouble. One of the hard parts was that um, I was referred to them by, it was like a friend of my mom's uh-huh. who was like, oh, I need help with my kids. And my mom was like, my daughter's a great babysitter. And yeah. so, like, I, ha- I had to be nice. You know, like, I couldn't, like. Yeah, it wasn't just some lady. It, was, it wasn't like a throwaway client. Yeah. Like, I had to maintain the relationship. Anyway, I, I told our kids early on, if they ever lock a babysitter out, I'll kill them. It's terrible. It's so mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like you need to tell kids yeah. that. That that should be ingrained. Well, and the other, yeah, exactly. The other thing is that we have had one of our kids who was extremely unkind to one of our babysitters, and it was no reflection on the babysitter. It was definitely what our kid was going through, and we had to have our child write a letter and call that babysitter and apologize. Yeah. Um, so that was hard. But yeah, that's the lesson. that's the flip side of this is if you get a decent to good babysitter, make sure your kids know how to treat them well. Even yeah. if they're a bad babysitter, they should treat them well. But, yes. you know, like that's part of parenting is learning that they need to respect other authorities because that person, even if they're 14, is their authority when you're not in the house. Exactly. It's the exactly. authority. All right, Rach. This yeah. has been good and fun. Good memory lane. Good reminders on how to get a good babysitter and do it well and get your expectations met. Yes. I'm glad you had one point. Over and over and over. <laughs> With that, let's uh, let's go to the old stat of the week. Stat of the week. All right, Rach. Rach. I Dave. told you we were going to talk about babysitting rates. Yeah. And there's an organization called Urban Sitter. Uh-huh. Um, I found this at blog.urbansitter.com. Um, and I I didn't really look into this, but I think they're an agency that like matches up families with uh, babysitters and stuff like that. Yeah. And they do a survey. Their most recent one that I could find was from 2020, so probably within the last 10 to 12 months. And the survey says? And so uh, what do you think the average hourly, hourly rate nationally is to babysit one child per hour? Um... I'm almost afraid to say it because I think I'm so out of touch because we haven't had a babysitter in a while. Let's see. I'm going to say... I'll say this number is higher than I expected, but... $15 an hour? $17.73 wow. is the national average. Um, 2019, the national average was sixteen seventy five, so that's up almost a dollar. Uh-huh. And then they have a two-kid per hour and a three-kid per hour. You got any guesses on how much those are on average? Two kids, I would say. So 1773 was one kid. Yeah, I would say 19 an hour for two kids, 21 an hour for three. Pretty close. It's $20.30 for two kids, 21.49 for two uh, for three kids is what oh this is. Oh my gosh. And do you have any guess on what the cheapest city and the most expensive city is? 
Most expensive is one of the ones you would think of. Probably New York or San Francisco. Boom, San Francisco at nineteen seventy four. New York is eighteen oh one. These are for one kid. Uh huh. Um, so New York's near the top, although Boston actually is a little bit more expensive. Any guesses on cheapest? I'll give you a hint. It's in what I would call the mountain region. Oh, I was Not thinking Colorado. it might be Midwest. No, South. Utah. It's like Southwest. Is it? Oh, New Mexico. No. Nevada. Yep, Las Vegas. Ten ninety five for one kid, fourteen sixty three for two kids in in Vegas. Really? Yes, in Nash Vegas or Nashville, it's fifteen seventy two for one kid. Did you call it Nash Vegas? Yeah, <laughs> That's just for funny. fun. I'm hip. I'm with it. <laughs> You're not. No, I'm neither of those things. Uh, they don't. Here's the thing: they don't have a lot of like smaller Midwest cities, and that might be one of the reasons that the Midwest isn't the cheapest. They I was have, just they have say... Chicago and Minneapolis, and that's it. On this particular chart that I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, I would be curious what like, uh, Kansas City or you get into like these small towns in maybe Ohio uh-huh. or something like that where I bet you'd see lower rates. Yeah. That's my guess, but who knows? Yeah. I also think that you would probably have a higher likelihood of um, family taking care of your children in those smaller towns or Midwestern places. Um, Sounds about right. Because I think, I think you stay in those towns because you have family there and you grew up there and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking through some of their other stats to see if there's anything interesting, and there's not. <laughs> well, this, I think this... that's a really, I think that's a really helpful stat. I think that's one thing that, as a, just especially when you're starting in the babysitter game, like mm-hmm. figuring out babysitters is like, what are you? What's the going rate? What yeah. are we paying? Like, what's everyone else paying? Because it's kind of this like impolite question to be like, so what do you pay? So and so, you know, like old so and so. Like you don't want to be the underpayer, but you also don't want to be the overpaying mom. Yeah. But you do want to be the overpaying mom, but you don't want to tell anyone you're the overpaying mom. You, you be, know what I mean? Yeah, you want to be the one. They're like, oh, I'd rather work for her. Exactly. For exactly. So it's kind of this impolite conversation among friends at times, and so I think it's a helpful stat. Yeah. Oh. I just, while we're sitting here, found the 2021 rates. Okay, what are they? 18, no, I'm going to guess. Uh-huh. Oh, $18 an hour. 1836 for one kid. What do you think the two kid is? Uh, 20, uh, $21. $21.23. There we go. So there you go. That's what I got. I'll post all this in our show notes so you can look at the 21, 20, and 19, 2019 ones. Super helpful. Boom, Rach. There we go. Thanks so much for working on the farm. Thank you for working on the farm. Check ya!